Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Capital Chat on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio, I have a couple of the folks over from JAR today. Now, I'm sorry it's so hot in the studio. <laughs> it's hot everywhere. It is hot everywhere. Now, of course, Sam, you're back. You've been here many times. I have. But now we also have the gentleman who is taking over your position, Rick. Driscoll, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I'm enjoying the sun. I might go for a hike a little later in the day. But, you know, it, it's looking, it's shaping out to be a pretty good day, I think. Beautiful. Now, obviously, I think the first big thing we need to talk about is obviously, Rick, you are, you know, you've joined, you said you've been on a day for about four, you've been here for about four days now. And so what is it like taking over the position for you? Well, it's awesome. Uh, Sam's been a, a great mentor for the, the transition, but um, uh, definitely like eyeballs deep and learning new things, but it's, uh, um, it's been a great experience so far. Okay. Now I have to ask you the sort of uh, the big, tr- potentially kind of tricky question, which is what, is, what are you, some of your goals or what is it that you're going to want to see done with JAR once you, you know, fully, fully take over? I mean, obviously, you're still kind of getting your feet under, you kind of learning about it, but what are some of your long-term goals? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, I just want to be a good steward for the mission of JAR. You know, I just want to uh, carry forward the good work that JAR has been doing for like 60 years now. Um, So, you know, I don't have any huge plans to do anything drastic or different, um, but, you know, um, maybe we can come back uh, at a later time and, and chat a little bit more about some of the stuff that... Uh, is kind of some future planning. We'd love a new building someday, but I don't think we want to get into that today. Right. And I'm sure you'll be back around. <laughs> yeah. We do get, tend to have Jar on quite often. And now, and Sam, how has it been feeling for you knowing that you're stepping away? You know, it's been mixed, mixed feelings. Um, you know, I'm sad to be leaving, but I also know that uh, getting to know Rick and knowing his history here in Juno, that uh, Juno Animal Rescue rescue will be in great hands um it's been great getting to know him i really like rick um the staff really likes rick clearly we did a large we did a national search to fill this position i know that there were about 17 applicants nationwide there were people from all over the country that applied and a local won out Mm -hmm. and that that speaks uh volumes to rick's experience and what he's going to bring to juno animal rescue and I can definitely see that there. And I also know, you know, if we, when you can recruit locally, there is, you kind of would start with that already greater sense of trust in the community because the community already knows who you are. And therefore, yep. they can be like, okay, well, I know Rick. Yep. I, he seems like a good guy. Therefore, I'm, <laughs> he seems like a perfect fit for the role. Now, one of my, so another topic I really wanted to hit today was you guys have a lot of animals currently to the extent where I used a old pun from a fundraiser a little while back, the at cat Pacity, which I will not lie, hurt me a little bit, but I felt like it was fitting. See, you say that this 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 pun hurts your feelings, but I I coined this pun, so I, I take that personally. It, it just makes me like, why am I why am I doing a pun? It's not that it hurts my feelings; it makes me question myself, is what it does. But I know sometimes you need a bit of humor to convey these things. So, how is it really looking with the animal count right now? So um, what people don't realize is that uh, a lot of the animals that we care for aren't in adoption yet. So we still have animals, you know, in the back that have yet to be spayed or neutered, that uh, we're still, you know, some animals are still strays, so we're still looking for their owners, and um, or some maybe aren't old enough, so we, like, 
kittens we'll have out in foster care until they're old enough to be away from mom and then we'll put them in a foster to adopt situation with potential adopters so um, when we when we say we're at you know capacity or abound with hounds um, we uh, you know there's not just the animals that you see on the website so we have seven dogs uh, and a couple of those aren't even available right now and then we have 30 cats right now um, and some of those aren't available and then what you don't see is also we have animals in foster situations because we've been at such capacity we have animals we've asked people to take on maybe our longer term animals or our uh, younger animals so I know we have kittens in foster right now so they'll be in foster care until they're old enough to go into a home so we have we have a great support system locally with a lot of foster families and um, you know when we get to this point we ask people to come in and if you're thinking about adopting now is the time and we've also recently asked people to come forward that are willing to foster we have a lot of foster homes but a lot of those foster homes have animals presently in them and so sometimes we have animals that don't get along well with other animals and so we're always looking for a foster home that doesn't have any animals okay and hearing that kind of leads me to want well, to put my news hat on for a moment which is it leads me to the question of has this been a long going long running problem or is this kind of more of a recent thing within the last few years or so last few years so i've been at the shelter for uh 14 years and i've never seen this many dogs in adoption i've never seen this many cats come through and part of that is due to covid so there's a nationwide surge in animal shelters um ASPCA estimates that there were three million animals that didn't get spayed or neutered during the pandemic. We're seeing the ramifications of that. People also adopted animals during the pandemic and now maybe they're realizing they either can't financially afford them or they've gone back to work and they had an animal that wasn't well socialized and they have a behavior issue. And so uh, you're seeing you know, the perfect storm of all of these things. Okay. So there's a lot of compounding factors that kind of got us to the position we're in now. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, taking taking my news hat back off, what are some of the things that I've been doing that are getting done to kind of maybe alleviate some of that ca- capacity issue? I'm going to resist the capacity <laughs> joke. Um, like I said, fostering. So we've been fostering out animals. We've had a great outcome from the community of people coming in and wanting to adopt and saying, you know, I was thinking about adopting a cat and I heard about you guys, you know, needing to take animals. And I actually was thinking about the possibility of two cats, you know, so different things like that. We've also, um, we've been shipping out some of our, you know, really adoptable animals to outlying communities. So we'll ship some to Haynes has been great. Haynes Animal Rescue Kennels. So Hark has taken a lot of our animals as well because they're not quite as inundated. Okay. I'm, I'm now realizing you all have these very brief acronyms that make me think of other things. Because I hear Hark and I'm like, what are we doing poetry now? Like, we, <laughs> we get in some interesting words there. And then I hear Jar. I'm like, a jar of what? What are we, what are we talking about in specific? A jar of puppies and kittens. I'd, I'd only be a little concerned if they're in a jar. Well, yeah. You know, I'd be like, that's not enough no space. top on it. Okay. There better be a big jar then. I'll put it that way. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, another thing I think I'll move this over uh, to you, Rick. Is so. What is some of the the sort of the training that you've been doing to kind of get ready to be in this position? Well, I mean, um, I've been in the nonprofit field for eighteen years here in Juneau, so um, um, pretty well versed with how you know nonprofits uh, work. Uh, for me. Um, you know, I've, I've, it's, it's kind of my wheelhouse is like supporting my community and being part of my community and, and working in the nonprofit field is something that I'm pretty passionate about. So, um, you know, animal rescue, when, when this, you know, job became available it, for me, it was like, that's where I want to be. That's, that's a, it's a new challenge. It's something different than, um, what I've done, but also serves the community in, in a meaningful way. So. Gotcha. Now, before we head into our break, I do have to ask: Are you mean? Are you looking forward to it? Like you said, it's this big oh, new absolutely. challenge. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm totally looking forward to it. I'm a huge animal lover. Uh, I have two dogs of my own at home, and and um, um, I really passionate about the the mission and the work that Juno Animal Rescue does. So it's it's it was the place that I wanted to be when I saw that uh, the opportunity became available. Gotcha. Now, I do have to ask, because this has just re-popped into my memory. I'm assuming you'll be at the big fundraiser event toward the end of the month? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. And I just finished, we, we just had a, a whale watch uh, earlier this month, and, and that was my my first foray into, into uh, um, yes, the whales the fundraising experience with JAR. I think I went out on my own whale watching thing, I think the day after, because my mother was in town, so I was like, yeah, we'll go whale watching. Yeah. But this one I've planned. This the this jar one was brought to my attention pretty close to it, and I was like, oh, well, I can't do both, unfortunately, so I think I'll just stick with doing it for my mother. <laughs> All righty, well, we're going to head into our break here in just a moment. When we come back, we'll be talking about one of the local fosters, as well as a nice feel-good story about some work that JAR has been doing lately. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. And we're back from our break now. With me still, I have Samantha Blankenship, Executive Director for the Judah Animal Rescue, as well as Rick Driscoll, who will be taking over her position. Now, during the last segment, I did sort of talk about how we had a number of different, you guys had a number of different fundraisers going on. The last one you had was the Whales for Tails fundraiser. But I understand there was another fundraiser that happened recently in a somewhat unofficial-ish capacity revolving around a poodle named George. So which one of you would like to talk to me about that? Uh, sure, I can do it. So uh, we have had a dog, uh, a two-year-old standard poodle named George, who has been at the shelter since April. And George has a bit of a conundrum med- medically. So uh, George suffers from juvenile cataracts. So it's a progressive clouding of the lens of the eye. Um, you know, all, a lot of us are familiar with cataracts, but sometimes it's early onset in life. And he suffers from that. And um, we, because of that, he was relinquished because he had small kids around him and he can't really see that well, right? And um, the small kids were startling him. And um, George is the sweetest boy ever. And we have, um, you know, hoped that somebody would take him on who would be able to do the surgery. And surgery can't be done here locally. There's not a, it takes a veterinary specialist. And um, one of our longtime supporters and foster parents, Angela Noon, who's also a local school teacher here, uh, 
has adopted a couple poodles from us over the years and was, you know, like, I wish I could take him. And then she also just so happened to just recently have cataract surgery. And after her cataract surgery, she came into the shelter because she's frequently there fostering animals for us. Um, She's a go-to for our kittens who are being fostered. And uh, she said, you know, it was so inspiring when I got out of my cataract surgery, just it was a new world opened up to me visually. And she's like, I want to get George his surgery. Can I do a GoFundMe to get the money raised and get him the surgery? And of course, once he's had his surgery, his chances of adoption are much higher because people don't have to take on that financial burden. So we said, yeah, absolutely. If you want to do that, that'd be great. And, you know, we thought we might get a few hundred dollars towards his surgery. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, it's an expensive surgery. He has to go up to Anchorage. He has to recover in Anchorage for a week and then get rechecked before he could fly back down. And so she set up a GoFundMe page and we thought, well, you know, might take a month or so, you know, to get the funding. And literally woke up the next morning and it was fully funded so people raised over $6,500 their people are still donating to it because she said you know anything left over is going to go to Juno Animal Rescue's second chance fund which we use for things like this but we don't usually do such high price things because it you know we're trying to help the most animals that we possibly can and so just huge thank you to Angela Noon and all of her friends and supporters and people who helped donate to get George this amazing surgery and we're so excited to get the details worked out hopefully next week with our uh, clinical director Dr. Uh, Tracy Ward and uh, we're so excited everybody at the shelter loves George he's been there a long time and we're hoping that once he gets this surgery he'll find a new home Gotcha. And now, if you do want to read more about that, we did actually post an article about George yesterday, but I thought it would be a perfect segue to bring up George, as well as bring up Angeline, because like you said, she's, so you were, like you were saying that she's been, you know, a volunteer in the foster frame for quite a long time. Yes, yes. And she actually was on our board for a period of time, so she stepped back from our board, um, I believe, about a year ago, and so... Um, but she has mostly fostered kittens for us. Uh, we know now we did a calculation the other day and she's fostered over a hundred kittens in her time with us as a foster parent over the years. So uh, she's always been a great asset for Juno Animal Rescue. And if I'm sure if you know Angela, she talks about jar animals all the time. You know, she's always trying to help us find owners for, you know, new kittens and cats that need homes and uh, is always a wonderful supportive foster parent and this just went above and beyond and we can't thank her enough for her grassroots efforts to really get George the care that he needs gotcha now I'm realizing something we should have probably asked you in the first half when we were talking about that animal count do you have those specific numbers for the number of animals that you've got right now that you're trying to keep track of that we have available for adoption I think was because if if, were the adoption numbers the ones you gave me earlier. I was giving you total animals in in the shelter. So we've got four dogs in adoption, and then we've got I'm not sure how many cats we have in adoption. A lot of cats in adoption, probably. I'm sure it's a a twenty-six cats in adoption right now. Okay, and and a bunch that are, are. Waiting to be adopted, or they're not ready to be adopted, but 
Yeah. Too young. Okay. Now, I had heard something about some birds in there, too. Yeah, we've got... Uh, We've got actually the birds. I think just got adopted yesterday. No they did. Yeah, it happened oh fast. God. A but we have, uh, yeah, a couple parakeets came in and they went out quickly. And then we have two guinea pigs right now that need adopted. And we're still looking for a forever home for our uh, little lizard, Samurai Jack. What kind of lizard is Samurai Jack? God, I knew you were going to yeah. ask me that. If you're going to bring up a very specific animal, I'm going to ask you a very specific detail. I can't ever remember. Oh, wait. He's a... It's not an iguana. He's a water dragon. That's what it is. A water dragon. I feel like I know which one that is. I'm trying to visualize it. It looks very similar to an iguana, but it's not an iguana. It's like a little tiny iguana. I'm sure the the lizard community is just going to (laughs) be lighting up the phone saying, no, that's not accurate, and I apologize. Or they're going to be, or they do the plot twist like, no, it's a reptile. You've got it wrong even more. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I wanted to get, just wanted to, you, you mentioned it, so now I had to ask for clarification. Now, I understand there's also another big fundraiser coming up toward the end of this month, I think. No? No. No? Okay. I have things jumbled in my brain. That's on me. So, while I've still got you, we do have about, looks like, about three minutes left here. Are there any other big things that you want to hit? Well, I think it's just important to emphasize how excited we are to have Rick on board and... uh the board of directors was, you know, heavily involved in the process of selecting Rick. Our staff was heavily involved in selecting Rick. Uh, we really did. We worked with uh, Four Acre to do this search. So it was very. Four Acre is a nonprofit that helps nonprofits in the state of Alaska, and so uh, Four Acre helped us do this search, and we're uh, extremely grateful for their help on this. So they they've done this search for executive directors for nonprofits before and they really know how to do it well. Um, And, uh, you know, everybody who has met Rick and as we get to know him and everything, you know, I just can't speak enough about, I think we got the right person for the job. I'm super excited about it. Um, You know, one of the things that I'll share a personal story from the other night that I told Rick kind of touched me was we were on a Zoom meeting and uh, he was Zooming from his house and we were with the board of directors and he kind of mentioned one of his dogs that had passed and he took a picture down from the wall and showed the dog who had passed and then uh, went to hang it back up and he took his camera and he zoomed towards, you know, he said, oh, well, this is my wall of all my dogs and he has all of the dogs he's ever owned framed pictures on his wall um, in his, it looked like a study or something like that and I and I was like, we've definitely picked the right guy for the job. Gotcha. And now, Rick, we've got, it looks like about a minute and a half, so I want to give you this opportunity. What would you like to say to the community that may not know you that well, but is now hearing you know you are taking over at JAR? What do you want to tell them? I'm just I'm humbled uh, for the opportunity to to um, you know be the the steward of of JAR uh, for for the foreseeable future. You know, um, um, Jew Animal Rescue has been a, a around and a staple of this community for a really long time. It, it will continue to, to be there well after uh, I'm gone. Um, and, and my time, that, that the fortunate time that I get to spend in this role is, is um, you know, we're just kind of passing it, up, passing it down the, the road for, for on and on and on and on. But, but I'm humbled and honored to, to, to be a part of it for, um, you know, my period. And, and um, I'm going to do everything I can in, in my power to, 
to um, be a good steward for the mission and, and um, um, keep us relevant and, and keep it, keep, keep us doing the great work that's already, you know, happens daily. So uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's only been four days, but uh, what an amazing staff team. Uh, Sam has, has definitely cult, uh, cultivated a great culture uh, that, that will make it very, uh, a lot easier for me to, to, um, to be a leader for the agency and, and just proud to, to be there and, and uh, honored to um, be the one that, that got the job. Gotcha. And now, actually, we do have a little bit more time here, so what I'm going to ask you is this. What is the aspect of the job that you are most looking forward to? Um, well, we've got, you know, again, let me come back a few months and maybe we can talk about it more. But, you know, one of the big goals that the board has for us is, is um, to, to find a more suitable facility. You know, if you've ever been, you've ever been to our building, um, you know that, that um, it, it, could, uh, it could move into the 21st century um, as far as, uh, and maybe Sam can talk the details here, but, you know, just... Um, just to being a, a shelter that has you know new, more, newer technology, um, more efficient, uh, more, more efficient, more space for for the animals, um, and so you know, one of the the big goals and and things that we'd like to see in the future is is to have um, a new place to do business that um, you know benefits the, the animals that we serve. Gotcha. Well, Sam, Rick, I'd like to thank you both for coming on. It's always interesting to hear what's going on with Jar. Is I still, unfortunately, do not have space for a pet at this time. As much as I may wish I do, I do not. And so I always feel a little bad when I leave with talking with y'all because I'm like, I want to help, but I cannot do you so. You can always come in and just pet our animals yeah. during visiting hours, and we you get to socialize with them and then, you know, give them a little love, little scratches. I will, I will keep that in mind. But thank you both for <laughs> taking the time to come on. Thanks for thank having you. us. You've been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.